What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Awakened Soul Podcast. Um, for any first-time listeners, this intro is going to be a little bit uh, different. For anyone who's been listening, you guys probably noticed that the Disney Plus ad is gone, and um, you know this one may not be as monetized as the other ones, and that's fine. Um, but I wanted to start off uh, kind of celebrating something morning uh just getting kind of my thoughts out so i can go into the rest of this podcast really um with a clear mind and so for those who like follow me on social media probably saw that today on may 17th actually posted that this was the third year anniversary of um my family losing my cousin terrence uh again i for anyone who's been following me for a while i was calling my little brother we were more like brothers than cousins um this this was the third year anniversary of that um and so, of course, that's kind of taken me in like a weird place. Like, I, I will honestly say there was a second um, where I thought I wasn't going to record this episode. Uh, um, I have it all planned out. Uh, the topic's great. Um, but I just, you know, I, I really thought, like, should I, should, you know, should I just let it let it breathe? Because I don't want to go in without um, without being able to give it my full energy. Right. Um, but I think, you know, if he was here, he'd definitely tell me I needed to probably stop bitching and, and do it. Um but I wanted to just take some time out because um, I know a lot of my family listens to this as well. Just, you know, shout out to Terrence Robinson, man, my cousin, uh, my little brother, uh, someone who admittedly I didn't appreciate enough while they were here. Um, and there was nothing that I wouldn't give to have that time back, uh, to have him back, uh, to just hear him laugh, uh, hear him talk stuff to me, uh, call my head big, whatever it was. Um Nothing I wouldn't give give to have uh, some of that time back. And, you know, we we don't get that chance. Unfortunately, once people are gone, they're gone. Um, but that memory never never fades away. And, you know, while I can admit here and say I didn't appreciate him enough while he was here, you know, I always say I didn't have any brothers uh, biologically, but I did. I had a little brother um, and he just he meant everything to me. Uh, law, he wasn't perfect. Uh, none of us are. Um, but that was my dude, man. That was my dude. Um and so I miss him. Like, I think that's just plain flat out. Like I, the two, two losses in my life that have hit me the hardest was my grandmother. Um, shout out to Helen, who my daughter's named after and Terrence. And I think those, because those are two people that really, really knew me. Right. Um, my grandmother, Helen passed away when I was, I think I was 13 when she passed away. Um, so she didn't get to see the adult me. Unfortunately, uh, she still knew the hot headed me. Um, and then Terrence, like that was my little brother. He saw every side of me. Uh, matter of fact, like he was one of the first people I told, uh, um, you know, when I was going to propose and one of the first people I told when I was going to have my first son, um, he just was there all the time. Right. Uh, and you know, his memory is one that's always going to last with me. Uh, he left behind his children and, you know, we're never going to forget him. Um, and I think about him all the time. It just, you know, those sometimes those memories, right, uh, that pop up on like Facebook or social media when it like tells you what happened three years ago, four years ago, whatever. They're usually good. But in something like this, like because I didn't expect it. Right. I, I know his birthday. Anytime that comes around, that's a hard time for me. Um, but I don't really think about like the anniversary of his death. Uh, and so like that memory coming up completely kind of just kicked me in the gut. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm going to I'm going to I'm thankful for the time that I did have with him. I'm thankful now to have an angel looking out for me, uh, someone who's looking up there, probably writing down everything to when it's my time uh, to go and make it to the pearly gates. And be like, hey, man, I saw it all. Uh, so, you know, shout out to Terrence Robinson, man. Um, and I know you're listening and I, I I'm sorry um, that I always didn't set the best example for you. I'm sorry that, you know, I did take you for granted. I just thought you would always be around. You were younger than me. I literally thought you would always be around because you just were always around in some shape, form or fashion, drinking my last orange soda. So um, 
I just, yeah, I just, just wanted to take the time out at the beginning of this podcast. I'm sorry if this brings uh, the mood down. We're going to pick it back up, but um, I needed to work through this, right? And I needed to talk. I always say this podcast is my therapy and it's my place to be honest. It's my place to be open. And I share everything. I give everything, uh, every part of me on this podcast. And I wanted to share this um, as well and work through it here. I didn't really think this out, so I, I know I'm kind of rambling, but um, so I just want to take some time out um, just in memory of my cousin Terrence Robinson. So we're going to go ahead um, or take a break. Uh, we're going to get into some music for Terrence, and I'll catch you guys on the other side of that with the traditional opening for this show. So uh, trying to get back to energy here. I am your host, Hayes. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod or just or at uh, The Awaken Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. If I didn't say that double um, this week's show, we it's, it's really interesting. So we got Cookie Chronicles back. Uh, we have um, the In the Mind of Hayes segment, of course. Uh, but in the discussion topic this week, I'm actually going to be talking about something that I mentioned on the Thinness Does Not Equal Beauty um, podcast shout out to curvy fox y'all need to make sure y'all checking them out we've been live streaming uh, four weeks in a row on thursdays at 10 p.m eastern if you haven't checked that out yet uh, i'm gonna keep working with them uh, and we're probably gonna do some other stuff too i gotta bring them over here uh to do some stuff but um so with that being said we um we uh, on that podcast i had mentioned how uh like people don't take the time to go back and get the pieces of themselves that they left behind that could be something from a relationship that took something out of you it can be something from uh, just self-doubt, losing a job, uh, something that your parents uh, that you never really got over with. But those are all pieces of yourself, kind of crumbs of yourself that leave us as incomplete people. I'm going to flesh that thought out a little bit more here in the discussion topic. I'm also going to go over how you can identify if you're missing pieces of yourself, uh, what those pieces may be, how you can go back and get those and, and then how we can work through it and just become more complete people. And when I said that, it was kind of in a conversation about relationships, but that's not just in relationships. Um, well, romantic relationships is in friendships It's in how you live your day to day life. It's in how you build your career, how you just interact with people. If you're list, if you're losing or if you're missing pieces of yourself, you're walking around as an incomplete person. Now, a lot of us function every day as incomplete people. Doesn't mean you're not going to find love. It doesn't mean you can't advance in your career, but you're better equipped when you go back and spend that time getting those pieces of yourself. So we're going to flesh that out in the discussion topic. Uh, we're going to go ahead, get into our intro music. On the other side of that, we're going to hop into my dark and twisted, crazy-ass mind where I got a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about. We'll be right back after this. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. Best 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're back in my mind, in my dark and twisted, crazy-ass mind. I got two things uh, to cover in this, in this segment. One's a little bit more serious than the other. The first one I want to go into is that um, the cases of Ricky Jackson, Willie Bridgman, uh, Kwame Ajumo, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that name, who were released from prison in 2014 after spending 39 years in prison for a robbery in 1975 that they uh, and murder of Harold Franks, which they were later found to not have committed. Um, the 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 men were sick, were 20 years old, around 20 years old at the time of their convictions, um, and so they have actually been given a judgment of I think 13 million apiece. Uh, fact check me on that one. Maybe it was a little bit more. And this is in Cleveland, so this is in my state. I live in Columbus, Ohio, so it coming down in Cleveland. It was 18 million dollar settlement. I apologize. Um, And so the thing that I want to talk about with this is like we so often we always hear about, you know, corrupt police. And some people really just don't think it's as serious as what it is. I know that we had the series when they see us. Um, I would love to see a documentary on these guys live as well. I wish I could be the one uh, to actually record it because you guys know I want to get into documentaries. But the, the thing that I want to kind of talk about here is the burden that the government has to own own people's lives who are in prison incorrectly also the burden that they have to charge especially if they found like in this case that the the detectives that were on the case kind of use some fucked up uh as tactics uh to to kind of coerce witnesses and and just uh finesse the the evidence to for these guys to be convicted now ultimately uh, you know i know lawyers and a lot of the times conversations had about this is that's why people are are convicted by juries it's not just about what the police say people are given a chance to look at the evidence but when you look at somebody giving up 39 years of their lives right i'm only 33 years old just to put that in perspective i've lived a very full life i think but when you think of giving up 39 years of that and they have a lot hopefully of of life left to live as well but you've given up 33 years of your life and for the government to put a number on that of all right so the settlement what what your life has been worth those missed years are 18 million dollars is that right i don't think it is and you get granted there's no amount of money that could ever come close to um replenishing what what people miss the time that people miss in their lives they've missed out on opportunities probably to have children uh those children to grow old like just everything that they missed out on as full grown adults to spend that much time behind bars just and just imagine doing that spending time behind bars you're already missing out on so much but doing that knowing damn well you're not innocent i know a lot of this we tread it we tread on uh the when they see a series once i talked about that but this is going to be something that always is anytime there's a case as big as this and the funny thing is, is like, especially with Corona, at least I haven't, and I live in Ohio, haven't seen a lot of mainstream coverage on this topic. Um, and it's, and it's just crazy. Like when you think about being disheartened and you know, what we're going to be talking about in the discussion topics is going back and getting pieces of yourself. Like imagine the time sitting there, um, and the trauma that you have to get over. Um, and, 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 and just this, and this, like I said, happened in, in Cleveland, Ohio, which is about two hours away from me. Um, and it just hits that much that much harder. I wanted to take some time on my platform to talk about it, to shed light on it if anyone hadn't heard about it. But I think when you look at this and you look at when people say that our, something needs to happen with our justice system, this is the type of stuff we're talking about. This is the type of stuff that we want to see change on because it's problematic. It's been an issue. It continues to be an issue. And it's just something that for some reason we can't get right. 
Why is that? Why is the justice system, system that is meant to protect and serve the, the populace get so much wrong so often than we find about it years later? And then it's like, I don't want to say that it's cover up. Using the, the phrase cover up may be too harsh of a, of a word to say. But at the same time, we why doesn't this get covered more? We It'd be quick to get covered if it was uh, a crime that a black man committed. Um, and I'm sure when it, this did happen, again, this happened in 1975. I wasn't nearly around. I wasn't even born then. That was 11 years before I would have came to this earth. But just imagine the coverage that something would have gotten out if three young black men were expected to have robbed and murdered somebody just sit let that sit in for a minute and then the fact that that same coverage isn't happening now that those men have been exonerated and found to not have committed that that shit needs to be plastered all over the place in my opinion when you take a look at the fact that you know this happens they they uh, i mean and let's not make it all bad because thank god that they did actually get a settlement thank god that they actually did get found that they actually didn't commit this and they got a chance to get out but when we're looking at a criminal legal system that is borderline racist and was for so many years do you guys think that a lot of these old cases just need to automatically be reopened because we know back then it was even more racist and unjust than what it is now so i think when you when you take a look at like people and even if people have passed since passed away just for their family to know and and to be able to have well again i understand people saying well you know the spending tax dollars on that and xyz but still if it was my family member and they were screaming their innocence and we know how shit was back then, and there was a sliver of a chance that they actually didn't commit it, even if they were gone, I personally want that. Now, maybe that's just pride. I would want that to be found out. I would want that to be said publicly. But maybe, again, that's just pride on my side. But, you know, that's just my opinion on it. Uh, that's how I feel. I wanted to take time out again. The, the victims' names in this case were Ricky Jackson, Willie Bridgman, and Kwame Ajumo. I believe is how you pronounce it. His birth name, though, is Ronnie Bridgman. So, Take a look at the case. If you guys let me know how you feel about it. How do you think our justice system should handle when people who spent time behind bars were found to not be guilty? And what should happen to the detectives who, in this case specifically, were found to have lied and coerced witnesses to, um, to so the suspects can be found guilty? So just let me know how you guys feel about that. Um, we're going to go ahead. We're going to hop off that one. I know that was a heavy one to start off with, especially with how we started the show and everything. But I had to, I had to, I had to talk about it. As you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about it. So I wanted to talk about it. The next one that I want to talk about is actually something, too, that we talked about a little bit on the film frequency this week. So go and check that out after you listen to this. Finish listening to this. That's where we talk about film and news. We didn't actually review a film this week, but we just talked about a lot of news and AMC theaters possibly being purchased by Amazon and all that good stuff. But something in that realm that I kind of want to talk about here is. So if you guys haven't heard, uh, they're going to be rebooting Scarface, which originally starred Al Pacino, who was like my mom's celebrity crush for freaking decades and decades and decades. Um, but and the rumors right now are saying that, you know, Michael B. Jordan may be cast in the Tony Montana role if they don't rename it or whatever. And so this sparked up an interesting conversation in a couple of groups that I'm in and uh, black people on both sides of this argument saying, you know, Scarface is such a it's it's a story about a Cuban-American um, who came up and, and worked himself up to be a drug lord. Um, and that's really inherent into the story itself. And in this one, they're actually uh, going to, at least by what uh, the Coen brothers have rewritten the script and by everything that we've seen so far uh, that's been that's been out is that they're completely reworking it. Cocaine may not even be the drug, the drug that's in this. They're going to do away with a lot of the Cuban thing, possibly. Um, and so it's like I'm of two minds with this. Michael B. Jordan could do anything. I, I He can act in any role. So it's not about this. 
What I'm about to say isn't about his acting chops or prowess at all because he's a great actor. But I'm, I'm, I'm bothered by this because Hollywood reboots things so much. And I think they reboot things and it takes away everything that made it original. And you could have just had a whole new story, right? Uh, I think if you cast Michael B. Jordan in the, and it's a drug story, and I said this on the film frequency, and it's a movie about a drug lord, and we get to see Michael B. Jordan rise in his acting, you can sell that. You don't have to use the Scarface name. And Hollywood reboots everything for some reason, except Back to the Future, which is like the perfect show uh, film to be rebooted. But I digress. Um, and you see, you know, them trying to possibly take um, the, the, the title of Scarface, right? The, the, the brand name and recognition in Scarface and make a completely different story and reboot it that's not at all similar to the original story outside of maybe it being about a drug lord we don't know um and so in that i, I feel like that's, that's an issue with hollywood in general especially with reboot culture i went on a big rant about uh, child's play uh, last year and how that really didn't have to be a child's play movie but i digress before i get into another rant um i really just think with this one there wasn't a need um at least by everything that's that's so far if you're going to recast and you, you know al pacino isn't cuban either uh so i, I do want to point that out but if you're taking the cuban aspect out of it and you're going to make it an african-american story why do you have to use it just it just seems cheesy to me we know what scarface the film means to hip-hop culture we know how many rappers have taken their persona from tony montana and everything but at the same time are you now trying to just gain people in by that and, and tell a completely different story or do you not just trust your writing in that case that you have to slap it on and make it a scarface reboot and then the other side of the conversation that people have been talking about too is well we need to see more black people being cast they've cast white people as other races all the time why can't black people do it and i say that in that case it's wrong either way like if you're going to cast a story especially if it's a reboot like i said there are some characters where their upbringing their race is inherent to the character and if you change that you change a lot about the character itself and it becomes something completely different um and that's more than just gender swapping as well because you, you know um but while i believe that michael b jordan can do it and kill it like i said my issue is is you know don't try to be inclusive by not really being inclusive if you're going to cast a, one of our young great african-american actors right now let's tell a story that's african-american let's t let's tell let's get our own we could we could, instead of building off scarface and tony montana you have the opportunity by casting michael b jordan to bring a whole new character and make that person as impactful into the culture as what scarface was and hollywood does this a lot there are a lot of diehard movies like i think the last three diehard movies weren't originally meant to be diehard scripts but they turn they they figured they can they can throw john mcclain into it and, and label it a diehard movie and then it could get made that way and so they're doing the same thing with a lot of reboots nowadays but let me know how you guys think about it uh, i mean again i don't even want to present the question as like do we think michael b jordan can kill it because I, I absolutely think in whatever however they wrote this movie he's going to do a great job i truly believe that my problem more so lies in the reboot culture that hollywood's falling into now but let me know if you guys think i'm tripping um yeah i'll, I'll love to hear your opinion on this but that's it for the end of mine hey segment we're gonna go ahead Take a break, get into the Cookie Chronicles, and hear from another Breaks Media podcast. I'll catch you guys right after that. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's Jabroni. <laughs> 
and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. First Lady here with Cookie Chronicles on the Awaken Soul podcast. And listen, I hate to talk about verses again two weeks in a row, but let me just tell you. Now, I didn't catch all of tonight's verses, and tonight was Ludacris versus Nelly. Now, I didn't necessarily think this was the best battle to do, but you know, I was here for the hits, whatever. Um, am I the only one that was irritated as hell? with Nelly's Wi-Fi. Like, I don't understand why these people got so much money and their Wi-Fi service is ridiculous. Like, I'm sure y'all saw the numbers drop after a while. Nelly on there talking and dancing like we could hear him and like he ain't breaking up and it was just, it was a mess. Now, I did come back on like around 8.30 Eastern time and finished it out and it wasn't as bad but in the beginning baby whoo i had to leave and come back in because the lack of internet was just stressing me out now tonight was cool you know it was it was a vibe initially i feel like they play all their hits in the beginning like tip drill and pussy pop and like those were the ones that i really wanted to hear but now they're talking about doing some other battles now here are the names that were thrown out so after this battle with nelly and luda i went and saw um swiss beats live and him and timbaland was on there going throwing ideas back and forth you know seeing what the people um who the people wanted to see and they kept saying ll cool j and busta rhymes now i don't think that that is a good one. I don't think that at all. I feel like LL Cool J, while he has an expansive body of work, I don't think he has anything um, as new as Busta Rhymes has had. And then he's been around since 84, so like there's so many different um, age ranges that he would relate to with his music but i don't think that he's good for busta rhymes i don't i don't think i want to see that now a name that they were throwing out there battle was busta versus missy now that i will watch all damn day one because i think they're both like hella animated they both have those characters that they do when they do their videos and their songs um and come to find out they're like brother and sister like they have a brother or sister sister relationship which is one of the reasons why they're probably you know uh as alike as they are when it comes to their music but i would love to see that swiss was saying he didn't want to see it because he thinks that it is predictable like because they're so much alike we know what to expect from them he likes the whole busta versus ll i ain't feeling it Missy and Busta, I will watch. Then someone said, how about Missy and Pharrell? Missy and Pharrell would be a good look. 
I, I would like to see that. I mean, I think Busta and Missy is more something that I would want to see. But I, I would also do Pharrell. I think that's a good one. Now, my ultimate battle that I want to see, and I even had a few debates about this on social media, and people think I'm, like, insane. But Chris Brown and Usher. Now, why I know that they both have 20 hits throughout their catalog, I feel like overall, Chris Brown is the more prevalent artist. He has more of a catalog. He has more range. He's kind of crossed. He's into pop. I think he's he's rapped. Um, and he does R&B. Like, I don't know. I just feel like he has more hits. I think single for single, past 20, Chris Brown would win. And while I do understand that Usher opened the door for Chris Brown in a sense, I feel like, you know... Chris Brown has surpassed Usher when it comes to the music um, as far as singles are concerned. So, eh, I would like to see that. I think that would be the my favorite of all time I would watch over and over and over and over again. I even think that they should put out a collab album. I think everybody that they're putting together on these versus battles should do some type of collab EP. I think that would be good for the culture. I think that it would make the music industry a lot more money because these are some matchups that we have wanted to see forever. Um, they also talked tonight about Brandy and Monica battling. And we know that they have had their beef over the years, but it sounds like from what Timbaland and them are saying that they're open to doing it. So we shall see. Um, another one that I would love to see is maybe a Nikki versus Lil' Kim old school versus new school which is kind of where i was thinking with the whole chris brown usher thing like old school versus new school um we know how they feel about each other but i think for the culture it would just be a good look like verse for verse punchline for punchline um beat for beat what the hell is happening over there my bad y'all got distracted um and i think that would be good do i think it would happen no because they have both expressed again how they feel about each other i don't know um they also threw out maxwell and d'angelo which i think would be a beautiful thing like we had the whole neo sound with erica and jill d'angelo and um and uh the other guy would be pretty cool too so i don't know i don't know i don't know i think they are throwing a lot of good names out there um i think they are going to do a vote they have put a number down to where you can text and tell them who you wanted to see on the versus battle and i copied the number down so if you want to see somebody let me tell you the number the number is 718-866-1775 let's them know who you want to see next and if you're my team with the whole chris breezy usher let's do that let's do that i think that would be dope that would be super dope um they threw out usher and justin timberlake but i don't know if i want justin timberlake in the mix with this that's just my personal opinion but let me know who you would like to see battle let me know who you think will win out of the the names that i threw out there and if chris brown and usher is even something that you want to see Hit me at cookiecron DMV on Instagram and the First Lady. And if you want to watch me live during the week, catch me at Tia the First Lady on Facebook. And I am looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about these battles. Hit my DM. 
Until next week, y'all. Bye. All right. So that was um, the first lady with the Cookie Chronicles talking about the Versus series. Um, I, I love like I wanted to kind of talk about it, but I love the fact that I don't. It allows her to really talk about the things in, in culture and the, in the news more because that's where she uh, really has a lot of fun at if it's not relationships. So hats off to that segment. Um, just a great one. Like she's been killing it. And make sure you guys check out Cookie Chronicles, the revamp, the full podcast when that does relaunch. Uh, later on, she's like working on like video stuff and, and stuff for it, too, is going to be really, really dope. Um, But that's just my segue to get into. Again, I want to clear the palettes, clear the minds. We are about to get into the discussion topic for this week, which is all about regaining lost pieces of yourself. We'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legalize Podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. So we're into the discussion topic this week. And again, so this is all built off something that I said on the Curvy Fox podcast. Um, I'm sorry. Well, then this is not equal beauty presented by Curvy Fox. Um, And that is that we walk around as incomplete people. We don't spend the time really the shadow work uh, to do the shadow work um, to regain lost pieces of ourselves that may have been lost, but but from bad relationships, uh, romantic relationships going bad, uh, abuse, uh, either mental or physical um, self-doubt things that we put in our own minds, um, or just, you know, um, just losing jobs. It could be anything that really can cause you to kind of leave pieces of yourself laying around that are hits that you've never really regained from and that you haven't taken around. And then we walk around as incomplete people, not fully ready, equipped to deal with the things we do. A lot of us still do a good job being incomplete people, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't strive to try to be complete people. Um, especially when you talk about romantic relationships and trying to go out and be loved and love someone. Um, and I think sometimes, unfortunately, it can be toxic when we're not complete and we expect that person to complete us. And then it really drains and depletes that person uh, that that's putting love into us. So so we have to talk about how to re uh, identify if you've if you've lost pieces of yourself. First one is to recognize the loss. Are you on automatic living through life? Are you lost when you when you take a step back and look at the decisions you make? What has motivated those decisions? If you and you have to do an honest evaluation. So you have to first try to recognize any pieces that have been lost. Think about it. Really take a look at what where do you feel like you're missing stuff at? Then you have to identify what is that what it is, number two, what it is that's missing. Um, have you lost yourself altogether? Are you missing pieces or are you just missing parts? Um, you have to write it down if you have to take a dialogue, whatever you need to do to really dig through what where you used to be, 
Um, what may be missing now? Where where do you wish you ca you can be, and what's really holding you back? And so I've I've developed these questions for reflections uh, to see if you if you've missed those parts. So it's who am I? Is this who I want to be? What am I missing? Which parts am I missing? What am I longing for? What were my dreams as a child, a teen, and young adult? What were my passions as a child and teen? How do I want my life to look today, in five years, and when I die? What are my values? What do I cherish most highly? And what brings me happiness, satisfaction, and a sense of accomplishment? If you can ask yourself those questions, it'll help you reflect on, on things and see if you've missed those pieces. Number three, explore how you got off track. You have to really take a look at like what went wrong, right? What got you off the path that you were probably on or that you should be on? What exactly was the step that got you off that path and, and helps you lost, lose your way? It can be an event. It can be a job. It can be family. It can be children. It can be friends. It can be strong emotions of anger, fear. Uh, obsession, depression. It can be a transition in life. It can be a move. It can be a, a number of different things that you can take a look at, especially if like you're like putting on a, a happy face, getting stuck in a certain role. Um, those things can also help you take a look at if you are missing pieces. And number four, the last one, reclaim your lost self. And we'll talk about what's following this is how you can reclaim your lost self. But first, you have to take and honestly look at what parts of you, that you've lost that you need to reclaim. Some parts that you lose were just extra. You know, you don't you. It's good that you lost. Them. But you have to reclaim if you lost parts of your, yourself that you need to hold on to or embrace or remember. So that's how we uh, we identify those missing pieces. Now, let's get into how we how we do reclaim them. What are the steps and things that we can do on how to reclaim those? The first one is you have to give up pretending that you have to be who you used to be. And that's something in black culture that is just goes all over the place. Like people put you in a box and thinks you, you don't want to change. And again, I've talked about it before and getting out of the way of our own happiness. Sometimes we are become so accustomed to being the people who have had to battle that we don't know what it's like when to, to what to do with ourselves or, or to not battle. We don't know what that's like. Um, so we have to we have to quit pretending that we're those people because we've we've taken hits. Hopefully you've gotten better. You can look back and say, I'm not that person in a positive way. But sometimes we're incomplete. Sometimes there are certain aspects of us that while we've learned to adapt and get stronger elsewhere, that we're we've left behind us. So you have to um start that battle with yourself and how you presently feel. That is the first thing to identify and if you're missing pieces of yourself take a look at what is missing at you take a look at who you used to be and do a real true evaluation of where you stand now that's the first step and then number two based off that is stop beating yourself up over everything that you aren't sometimes you look at oh we're not where we thought we would be in our career oh we're not as passionate about xyz or oh we lost we lost this we lost that you have to be kind to yourself in your thoughts words and actions about yourself first it's almost more important than being kind to others. Extend yourself the same courtesy that you try to give your other people. You got to love yourself, your real self, not the mask that you put in. Again, we talked about masks before, not your avatar that you present to other people. You have to take a real good, hard look at your fears and insecurities and how that's informed certain decisions that you've made in your life. When you when you take a look at honest look at that, and I don't, again, mean to beat yourself up, but just take an honest account. That's how you're going to tell what pieces of yourself are missing, because if you're just someone who is dealing with an insecurity about a financial insecurity, there's something in your life that's happened that left that part of you behind. It could be how you were raised. It doesn't necessarily have to be anything you use. It could be because you were raised poor. You know it. Your family was poor. And now you have this financial insecurity that it's just so hard for you to get outside of. But you haven't taken the time to go back and get in. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you guys ate noodles all the time, but you haven't really taken yourself time to go back and get over that. That's a piece of yourself that you left behind. 
Number three, give up regretting and holding on to what happened in the past. That's what we just talked about. You have to let go of the things that happened in the past to get you where you were now or to cause the insecurities because guess what? A lot of times, especially if that was caused by other person, people, if we're talking about relationships, that person is gone on and is living their life and you're still sitting here without a piece of yourself that they took because they did something to you. Whether, like I said, mental, physical abuse, whatever. And I'm not saying that like it's hard to get over. I'm not saying that like you don't have to go and do billable hours of therapy. I'm not saying that. But that's part of going back and getting those pieces is doing those steps. But you first have to identify what are you regretting? What are you holding on to from your past based off what happened or what has not happened? Do that real evaluation of yourself. Not all the puzzle pieces of your life seem to fit together at first, right? When you take a look at it, it, it may seem like everything's jumbled. Nothing's quite coming together the way that you thought it would or that you think it should be. And you will sit sit there and be dealing with that pain and that hurt for so long because you're just holding on to what happened instead of letting it go and trying to heal from it. Number four, give up getting caught up in negativity surrounding you. That could be people. Hell, we hold on to people so much to cause negativity and bring negativity around us and talk down to us and whatever. But that may also be your own thinking on certain things. You have to stop getting caught up in negativity. We do that so often. Sometimes people use it for fuel. Some people really don't know how to operate if they're not surrounded by negativity or they don't have negativity coming in. That is an issue. You have to be ready to stop getting caught up and to give away that negative energy and be more positive about things and in negative times. When you work and you're more of a complete person, you're better equipped to deal with negative times because you're standing on a as a full person. And when that ding comes, it doesn't affect you. Give up thinking. Number five, give up thinking that everyone else has it easier than you, because as we see, social media is always going to be the best representation or people giving the best view of themselves in their life. You're very rarely going to see the struggles. And we start thinking those people are doing better than us. We start and then we get caught up in that. Then we then we. That's going to get into number six. So I'll stop that. But you have to stop thinking that everyone has it easier than you because they're dealing with this, with stuff similar. They they you probably just don't see it unless you're very you know that person very closely and intimately. People life isn't fair. So things that you may struggle with, somebody else may not struggle with, but they may have other difficulties somewhere else. People don't usually people don't have it a lot easier than you. Again, relative because some people just have silver spoons in their mouth. But that's number five. Number six. Give up wanting to be where others are in life. Think about that for a second. You have to give up wanting to be where other people are because it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you at all. Um, it doesn't help you to sit there and think, oh, well, this person has that. This person has X, Y, Z. I want to obtain that. Stop worrying about what other people have or don't have or where they are. Get to the bus pace you can get and know that you've worked there to get it. Um, next thing. Give up letting judgments of strangers control you. Oh my God, this is something I talk about so so often. Stop worrying about what other people think. My mom's saying again, it comes up all the time. I'm going to say it again. What other people's thoughts and feelings are, what other people's thoughts are, um, or how they feel, is none of your fucking business. Ultimately, it's not. It, it, we we will get so caught up in it, and it's not affecting our lives. If it's not stopping you from the, how you make your money, how you provide for your family, or your progression. Fuck how those people think and feel. Stop worrying about how the other people feel and their judgments over you because they got some fucked up shit going on too. We can't worry about it. Number eight, give up letting toxic relationships bring you down on a daily basis. Can, can, can the congregation come to me 
again on this one. Stop giving energy to toxic relationships. If you got a best friend who isn't feeding into you, let go of that shit. You gotta, you gotta stop giving energy into that daily. Like the, the energy that you put out, especially if people aren't expending that back into you, have to let that go. You, you have to. Like the, often people like will blame everything on someone else or something that they're doing and their toxic actions or other people's faults. And at the end of the day, like I said before on this podcast, no one can bring out something in you that wasn't already in you. It, 18 different people can squeeze squeeze an orange. The only thing that's going to come out of that is orange juice. So give up letting toxic people bring you down. Sometimes that's yourself, unfortunately. Number nine, give up overthinking and worrying about everything. Stop worrying about everything. You can't control every little aspect. Things aren't always going to go right. Matter of fact, if you can only operate and be good, if everything goes perfectly right, then you're not doing that well. Stop overthinking and worrying. Stop letting your fear, giving space to your fears and anxieties. Stop looking too deep into things that aren't that deep or too deep into people who aren't that deep and have not much to provide you. You think how you think and you will feel how you feel about yourself if you stop worrying and take an honest evaluation of yourself. Get number 10, and this is the last thing on how we're how we fix, how we fix or regain those pieces of ourselves. Give up believing that you aren't strong enough. Period. If you take a look, nothing you've been through yet has killed you, right? And if you've already been through it and it hasn't taken you down. You can go, you can backtrack and go and, and regain those pieces. It's not going it, to, it didn't kill you before. It's not going to kill you now just to go back. And now you're smarter. Now you can navigate better. At least you should be able to navigate better, especially if you do what we talked about earlier and, 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 the, and, and follow the steps we gave you before. Take time out to grieve. Take time out to reassess. Take time out, but then stop thinking you're not strong enough to keep going and pushing forward. If it hasn't taken you out now, we are more resilient than we ever give our, ourselves uh, credit for because nothing has taken us out yet. So it's not going to take us out before. Think about that. And especially when it's about getting out of the way, out of your own way, you more than often aren't going to take yourself down. Now you can, especially if you fall down a mental hole and rabbit hole. But at the same time, stop thinking you're not strong enough. You got this. We got this. Period. Um. But that's it. This has been another episode of the Awaken Soul podcast. Um, a deep one. Uh, we, we've just been all over the place from start to finish with this. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's needed. Um, I hope this discussion topic brings you guys a lot of self-reflection, a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas on how and where you need to change some things at. I know it has for me just putting the episode together itself. Um, but, yeah, I really do appreciate you guys. Like, I can't I can't stress that enough. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Uh, especially like the streak that I've been on creatively and you guys have let me know that I've really been on a great streak. And I do appreciate that. Um, I've, I've really been, I think, I don't know, you know, some people have faced like downturns with coronavirus and I've been luckily on an upturn as far as like my creative streak. There was a minute that I just was obsessing over like the news and stuff in Corona and it did drive me a little crazy, but luckily I was able to come out on the other side of that with just a creative streak. That's been refreshing really. Um, so yeah, we're going to keep this vibe going. We're going to keep the mood going. We're just going to keep this dope ass podcast going. Um, as long as you guys continue to support me, uh, we got some great guests coming up on the next couple of weeks as well. I don't want to tease those yet. You'll see them. The first one, um, first one is he's a, he's a YouTuber that actually reached out that wanted to do some stuff with me. Um, so that's going to be great for any entrepreneurs because like he's built his business up from start to finish. Um, so that's going to be a great one for my entrepreneurs who are really looking at to do some other stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's really it, man. I want to thank you guys for supporting the YouTube channel as well, uh, which is just a video version of this. But you guys still have been turning out and seeing that. Like, just appreciate y'all, man. I really, really do. Um, I got asked a question when I was on uh, Convos with Creatives 
just about like staying um, engaged and everything. And it's really because of my listeners, like you guys from like episode one, like my listener engagement has been amazing and I don't sleep on that. I don't take that for granted at all. I just thank you guys for all the continued love and support, but uh, housekeeping, make sure you go to the breaks media network.com where you can get this new merch uh, that I got on right now. You guys have to be watching the video to see it. Or you probably see it on the promo uh, video as well this new baseball tee with the awakened soul stuff on it uh we'll be working on some new summer stuff as well um but yeah i'm really excited to to keep the merch coming but uh, outside of that make sure you go and follow the awakened soul pod or at awakened soul pod just depending on where you're looking for us at if you want to follow me specifically you can do so at ceo hayes make sure you're also following the breaks media network and listening to other breaks media podcasts this has been the number one podcast for the culture. I know I say that on the Breaks Radio too, maybe I need to just do something different on this one. Uh, but this has been uh, The Awakened Soul. I'm CEO Hayes. I love each and every one of you guys. Peace.